0: Yes, thank you. Thank you. We as a church, we are very thankful for each one of you. If you didn't get your story on a video there, your story in person or online, we are thankful for your story. So continue following Jesus in loving him and how you show your generosity to this church. We're grateful for your obedience to God in your tithes and offering and everything that God gives you, not only to worship, to witness, to work, but also to give to his work. We're in Advent. I'm going to have a few minutes to kick off uh, some of the messages we'll be having for the next couple of weeks that will lead us to, to Christmas Eve and Christmas. But when you think about Christmas, you always think about the characters and the stories, all about baby Jesus, every one of our boys and girls, the wonder stories, about baby Jesus, just keep reading it to them. That's what I'm doing with my two grandsons. Just read for five minutes, it's too long for them. But you tell the story of baby Jesus, but we also talk about Joseph, we talk about Mary. We also sometimes get into the story, the shepherds, the wise men, the magi, and even we get Harold into the story. Every one of these are important, just like you can step into the story, as we're going to see into the story of Jesus. You can step in, and you can step out of that story of Jesus. So today, I'm going to take some time. We'll be looking at the passage that was read from our Advent reader. We're going to be looking at Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 to 25, and we'll be looking at Joseph. Joseph is a man of deep conviction that we see in the scripture, but many times much is not said about, about him. So we're going to see how his life and what are the principles we can draw and apply to our lives, even as we go into Advent, anticipating the coming. So we read in the scripture, this is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. That is headline news. You see the birth of Jesus, the Messiah. We can just stop there, the anointed one, the king who is going to come to deliver his people, the savior, Joshua, Jesus, the one who will save his people. But it never always goes that way, as we'll see in the life of Joseph. We We continue to read, his mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. Another great news, his pledge. In that ancient time in Israel, the, the wedding was not just like it is always done. Mary is pledged to be married to Joseph. The wedding hasn't taken place. They had several steps to go through. The first one was the families would decide, um, and they would see these two people who are interested in each other, and they're going to come together. And when the family does that, that is very legal and that is binding. But they are still not living together, so that's a pledge for those two people to dedicate and commit themselves to be married. And during that, another thing they do, it will be probably a year, a whole year long, where they will be preparing. The husband will be trying to get a job. He'll be trying to prepare for a home for his bride. is going, And even the food and everything they'll be doing He's getting ready. And then they will have a huge festival. The wedding will go for days and days and when they are getting married. So that was the way it looked like. And I'm just learning that. I have two daughters. Both of them grew up here in this church. Like all of these kids we see here, one is getting married Saturday, the other one got married about eight years ago. So I know what that looks like, but nothing like this when Joseph pledged to be married because it was a long time. Probably my wife and I were talking about this text when we got married in our African culture, it was really doing what we call dowry. So you say, is that in the Bible? Yes, the dowry is in the Bible. You know, when they were going to get the wife for Isaac, you know, you have to pay all the stuff. That was our own custom. So Joseph is ready for this. Then the news changed. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Every sentence, every line, every word in this text is powerful, I hope you grasp it. I'm just going to give you a a high view of this, but I'll tell you how you can dig deeper. So now Joseph finds out that she is found to be pregnant and they are not living together, there was no sexual relationship with these two. So Joseph first of all says, I didn't do it, you know? Hands up, I'm not the one. For Joseph, he will also see what comes in that sentence the scripture says she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. The supernatural, God broke in through the no normal love. The love of God we always break through even when we're not thinking about it. Joseph knows that. He knows God. And so what is it going to do? And the Bible says Joseph, our husband, was faithful to the law. So Joseph must have been this man who grew up and he studied the law. A couple of weeks ago, Pastor Matt Heard and Pastor Rob Hemphill, were taking us through who is a disciple. How did they go to the rabbi and to be able to study and to learn? So Joseph had studied the word. He knew the scriptures. Joseph knew what the word said about these things. So he was a faithful man. He knew the word. He was a just. He was a righteous. He was an upright man. Your, your translations may vary. So this is the man, Joseph, who has been faced with a difficult situation. What is he going to do? How is he going to make a decision? And the Bible continued and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. In the culture and in the country and in the context at that time, because of this shave and honor culture they lived in, what Joseph was going to try to do was he had options. He had options. An option would be like we read in the scripture. He would just sign off and say, I am going to lose this. I don't want to get married. This is a shame. Everybody, can you imagine the gossip around town about this? Joseph engaged. He's pregnant. So Joseph wanted to be very quiet about it. But he had another option. Another option that really was in their scriptures that in those days is that Joseph can go to Deuteronomy chapter 22 and say, you know what? I'm just going to bring charges against this woman And those charges, if she's guilty, she's broken the pledge, they're going to stone her and she will have to die. It can be that extreme. But also they can only do that if the Roman government, now realize these people did not have the regular government, you know, they have their Jewish religious people, but the Roman government was controlling everything. And so they were in a very, very tight spot. But the scripture tells us she is pregnant with the power of the Holy Spirit, the extraordinary that has done. So Joseph looks at the, at the, the work of the Holy Spirit, but Joseph also had a dream, and it continues. But he had but he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. So God will always break through when the love is not just normal. God has been breaking through this year for us. For Joseph, there was a breakthrough. And the breakthrough was that He fell asleep. I don't think it was after Thanksgiving dinner. I don't know that. But while he was asleep, he had a dream. God still walks in the lives of people by dreams and visions. Now, I don't know about, not all of us have those experiences. My wife and I back in in Guinea, West Africa and Liberia, traveling in a difficult time. We can tell you we experience um, angels leading us along. But it's always confirmed in the the Word of God. When even we will say we hear a voice, the voice has to be always matched to the Scripture. So our our brothers in in the Far East and Middle East, they can give you amazing things that God does in dreams and visions and angels that brings people to salvation. Joseph, a righteous man, a faithful man, experienced this, and God spoke to him. Joseph, son of David, take note of that. Joseph had a line he had come from, the lineage of his faith. He came from the line of David, but also from Abraham. And that's how Matthew, the writer of this, of this gospel, he traces back from Abraham to David. So Joseph is a very, very spiritual man. He must, he was a disciple that was following Jesus. He was one that have learned from the rabbi. So God speaks to him. He said, do not be afraid. Can you imagine that? We need that this day. To take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Again, look for the supernatural in the things when you are facing. Look where God is walking. Listen to God's words and listen to the Holy Spirit to move in your situation. What is that? And he says, she will give birth to a son and you will give him the name and he will call Jesus because he will save his people from their sin. What an overwhelming experience for Joseph to be in the situation where he can't just figure out God's word comes to him. He acknowledges that the Holy Spirit is present with him. That's something we can, we can learn from. We'll see in a few minutes. So Joseph, we'll continue reading here. So Joseph is now feeling this power of the Holy Spirit. What did he do? Let's go to the next slide as we see why Joseph, he took, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said Through the prophet Isaiah. It was not by accident that Mary was having a baby by the power of the Holy Spirit. Back in his in the in the history of his people, in the book of Isaiah, chapter 7, verse 14, it says clearly there: a virgin will have a baby, a child, and they will call his name Emmanuel. So the Holy Spirit, the presence of the word of God that Joseph had, is now coming clear which means the son will be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. Joseph woke up. He did what the angel had commanded him and took Mary, his wife, to his home. And they did not. This is a guy who exercised self-discipline, self-control. He didn't go with what the culture of his time would tell him. He was ready to obey God and said he did not have any relationship with Mary until they gave birth to his son and he gave the name Jesus. Naming a child is very important. That was a great honor. Can you imagine Joseph being the guy to name the Son of God? What a great privilege. Joseph had this opportunity to name the Son of God. And he gave him this name, Jesus, the Lord saves, the Lord who will redeem us from our sins. But also he said, Emmanuel, God with us, the presence of God. So there are some things we can learn from Joseph here as we look in the scripture. Let me quickly mention a couple of these things we can learn. And the first thing we can see in the story, God comes to us. Has that been your experience these couple of months? God is with us. God is with us here as a church. God is with us people out there. Whether you are watching up from distance, you've not been able to join, God is with you. His presence and his power. Let's not just slide over that. that the difficulties doesn't mean the presence of God is not with us. So God was with Joseph as he is with us. Second, we'll see that Joseph was a guy filled with humility. The humility of Joseph is remarkable and profound. Joseph was the guy that he will say, okay, God, I was going to wait for a year. Preparation is going place. Now I have to abandon my own will. Humility comes to the way when you will follow the example of the Son of God, when Joseph has to say, I will take her because God's word spoke to me, because the Holy Spirit revealed this to me, Joseph, and the third thing we'll see. So God with us, his humility. The third thing we'll see with Joseph, he was a man of obedience. He did not question. He did not rationalize. He did not overanalyze what if, 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 if in trusting God, obedience is abandonment to the will of God and the word of God. Are you digging deeper into the scriptures to be able to know that, God, I will obey you. Say what you will. We're going to be singing songs that will even bring all of this together. God, I will listen to you. I will hear you. I want to listen to your word and obey you. So Joseph is a man who was in direct obedience with God with God's word. Not only obedience of taking Mary, but his obedience also showed that he was able to provide and to protect. This guy must have been in a real situation that I have to trust God. So he's in Nazareth. God spoke to him in a dream, so he obeyed. He comes down to Bethlehem. You'll be reading the story later. The baby is born. But say, hey, listen, Harold is going to try to wipe out... This, the, the, all the boys, the age of Jesus. So Joseph obeys again. He's a guy with obedience and dreams and vision and, and angels. So he goes down to Egypt. And while he's down in Egypt again, he had another dream. And God said, now you can go back to Nazareth with the baby. Obedience is needed from us. How do we dig into the scriptures day by day? How do we see the example that when God speaks, I obey? It's tough. It's difficult, but he was honoring God. Also, we can learn from Joseph here that Joseph, how he deeply felt the love of Mary by providing for her, but Joseph was consumed about taking care with the Son of God. Can you imagine that Joseph had this privilege to name the Son of God, to provide and to protect, but he had an amazing love of God. I don't want us to gloss over Mary in this story, Mary who was faithful, Mary who was submissive, was following the love, the no normal, but the extraordinary love that Joseph was showing to her because Mary was a woman who deeply loved God and followed God. So we see in the story, as we go through this advent, we cannot just gloss over Joseph and don't see him in the picture. So Joseph stepped into his story to see God. My question to us today, am I stepping into the story that God has for me now? Am I accepting the situation that he has, even though I may not fully understand, to be like Joseph said, God, I accept your hand in the story, in my situation, in your marriage, in your finances, in your sickness, in the business. Accept that God is there. But maybe it comes with a greater acceptance like, Joseph and and Mary, to accept the Savior of the world. That was a huge responsibility Joseph had, to accept that Savior of the world by his word and the Spirit. As I was reflecting and meditating on the scripture, I really found a profound poem. It's really a song that we often sing. Uh, Maybe if you love Micah Card, he wrote this about how he saw what he calls Joseph's song. And let me read some lines from what Michael Card wrote about Joseph's song. He writes, How could it be, this baby in my arms, sleeping now so peacefully? The Son of God, the angel said, How could it be? Lord, I know he's not my own. He's not my flesh, not my bone. Still, Father, let this baby be the Son of my love. He looks so small, his face and hands so fair. and when he cries, the sun just seems to disappear, and when he laughs, it shines again. How could it be? Father, show me where I fit into this plan of yours. How can a man be father to the Son of God? Lord, for all my life, I've been a simple carpenter. How can I raise a king? How can I raise a king? Yes, you can raise a king when you invite the King of Kings, Jesus, into your heart. When you surrender your love that in even though no normal times, the King of Kings can live in you. You can raise and be a follower of Jesus Christ who is learning and following him as a disciple. Yes, Advent is coming. He has come. Have you received him? Are you declaring him to others? Are you letting him know that in his no normal love times we live in, there's a greater love? Let's just take a moment and pray that prayer for ourselves. God, I want to be part of your plan. Father, as we come before you, we recognize that in times like these, here, are my brothers and sisters in this room and wherever people are scattered, we live in times, Father, when it's no normal love. But we ask there, Father, that we will experience your love because you've come to us. And may we follow you faithfully like Joseph. And may we do that in our homes, in our families, in our church. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.